Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, one and all. This is Robert Rogers, your host, and this is Parkinson's Recovery. I founded Parkinson's Recovery seven years ago to provide information, support, and resources to any and all persons who currently experience the neurological symptoms that are associated with a diagnosis of Parkinson's disease, and also to provide support to all family members. We've identified many, many different options over the years that are helping people reverse their symptoms. To be able to see all the many support resources that we subsidize and support here at Parkinson's Recovery, you can always visit our main website, which is, you guessed it, parkinsonsrecovery.com. My guest today is an amazing woman, Barbara Gage. You will soon discover why. My guest today is psychotherapist and long-term yoga teacher, Barbara Cage, who has just, as of today, September 17, 2013, just released with her co-authors a book entitled Yoga and Parkinson's Disease, A Journey to Health and Healing. Barbara Cage, thank you so much for being with us as a guest on the radio show today. You're welcome, Robert. And by the way, my last name is Gage, G as in George, A-G-E. It just shows you my New York pronunciation, which is where I grew up as a young child. Tell us all about yourself. Um, Well, I live in Santa Fe, New Mexico. I have a, a big psychotherapy practice here for 31 years. I um was born in Pennsylvania in coal mining country, but I love the West. I have two grown sons and six grandchildren. I um I'm teaching yoga um for many years since I was a young woman. I'm 70 years old now, but I um I started teaching in my early 30s. And um I uh, I just feel like I have a happy, good life and pleased to um, be doing work that I love, that I love, that I have a passion for. Describe for us the nature of your yoga and meditation classes. Yes, I will. It's, um, it's an hour-long class, three days a week. It's in a small really pretty studio near the hospital, our only hospital here in town. And um, it's quiet, there's trees around, there's good ventilation. Everything we need for um, a very uh, soothing environment. The class starts out with breathing and relaxation techniques. Um, We do warm-up postures. In the middle of the class, we do a meditation. It usually is from the yoga perspective. Every now and then I find one that matches yoga philosophy and I use it. For instance, yesterday I used a meditation from the Buddhist Cantonese um, background and it people loved it and it, again it reminded them of how uh, storytelling and um, prayers and meditations are used in yoga, 
uh, the last half of the class we do more um we do a lot of stretching a lot of movement but the class is quite gentle and i think that's why it's attracted quite a few people who either have been ill or are trying to manage an illness or have had surgery or getting ready for surgery and then it's attracted you know a variety of other folks who are are doing pretty well with their health um the end of the class we do a silent meditation and uh i play music throughout the class the kind that you might hear in a meditation hall it's soothing people seem to like it and um i will often bring in uh some kind of an announcement regarding health breakthroughs and uh for instance i do a lot of sharing of information on exercise and the brain exercise and health uh, matching the two together because for me exercise diet a good attitude about life and health they're tightly webbed and um essential really i think to a healthy lifestyle how do you integrate your psychotherapy background into this practice well, I, or I integrate yoga into my psychotherapy practice. I often will hear people's dilemmas as a therapist and recommend something from my yoga background that might be useful. But in the yoga class, um, over the years, a small number of people have privately asked if they could be my client as well because something about the class is, helpful and soothing to them and they are going to need some counseling about some matter or other and i always say yes to that and we keep it confidential um yoga is a body mind practice and so it has a psychological component for instance in the book you'll see the warrior pose warrior is about courage <clears throat> or instilling courage and confidence. And when people are ill, they really need a hefty dose of that. It's it's um uh, you know, pretty um searching for the right word here. It's daunting to go through a major illness and wonder what life's going to be like in the future. And I I try to deliver a lot of hopeful messages regarding health and recovery and well-being and certainly from the spiritual point of view what is it that brings us peace and what is it that creates anxiety really and how how might yoga and its teachings help with that when and how did you begin working with parkinson's patients well you know somehow they found me that's how it started i believe uh someone said uh do you do any exercise at all and the other person said oh no i don't feel well enough to do that and and someone else might have said well you know it's pretty important uh, to have some kind of even just stretching one thing led to another and um i would say 15 17 years ago first i had someone with ms come into the class and she told her friends and family then I had someone with PD come into the class, and she 
um, told folks about it, and one thing led to another. And um, probably I've had more PD students than any other. I have two people right now with rheumatoid arthritis who really need to stretch and move. But I think Santa Fe is a very small town. The word got around. Um, doctors actually started referring to me. Physical therapists started referring to me. It was a really slow process, but it's been 31 years here in in Santa Fe. I kind of have a reputation now, maybe a small one, but uh, that this is a place to go if you're not feeling well. And uh, fortunately, though, people who are well are in the class too, and I like I like that diversity. Not only then do you work with persons who currently experience Parkinson's symptoms, but it sounds like you also work with their family members. I do. I've had um, a number of uh, students with PD bring in a family member to the class so they could see what they were, you know, they were curious, what what's going on here? Is, is this helpful or not really? And I've also had people... Um, ask if they could have a counseling session with me about the illness and how it's affecting the family because it is it can be devastating news until one gets a grip you know through through websites like yours and um, uh, seminars like yours until one gets um, a sense of what's possible and uh, the networking that can happen that's so supportive but uh, I'm I'm a information spreader. I love connecting people with things and vice versa, and uh, I do a lot of that in Santa Fe here. What are some common physical and behavioral trends you have noticed amongst your Parkinson's clients, and how do you address them? Well, you know, I'm going to tell you what I've noticed, and then realizing that you're the expert and I'm not. I'm more an observer. Um, um, What I have noticed is um, the person seems most fearful about balance issues, not wanting to fall, uh, being able to continue to drive, uh, being able to have as much of a normal life as possible, go shopping, go on vacations, get on a plane. Um, and so the balance issues seem to be foremost in many of my students' minds. Also, the uh, what are the antidotes to stiffness and uh, the feeling that it's just a hard, hard road to go, uh, getting up each day and maneuvering. Um, the maybe slowing of speech and the softening of the voice I've noticed and in talking privately with a few of my students the depression and anxiety that can come with an illness like PD and that that's a tough one and um, since yoga has a tendency to lift depression just because of the way the endorphins the exercise affects the brain and um, gives energy rather than takes it away and gives a sense of vitality and strength. 
Um, I don't know, Robert. Are you thinking of other symptomatic things I should be mentioning? Well, it sounds like to me, Barbara, that you've hit some of the key challenges that people who currently experience Parkinson's symptoms do confront. Yeah. I mean, can you think of any others that I, because I may be forgetting something and... Um, well, the you you embrace the category of mobility challenges, and certainly that entails many, many different and varied challenges depending on the individual. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the general category of stiffness is a real challenge for people since the calcium deposits seem to nest into the tissues of the body. So uh-huh. your summary is very sweet. There can be swallowing issues and... There can be some disorientations. The depression is really a very significant issue since a lot of people do tend to live in fear and have a lot of anxiety, and, of course, that's what aggravates the symptoms. Yes. And, you know, I forgot a key term, too, and it fits with depression anxiety, and that's grief, a a grief, grieving over what seems to have been lost, you know, a freewheeling, lifestyle where we can walk anywhere we want to walk, go anywhere we want to go, bend over, pick up, uh, dance, um, hike, uh, ride a bicycle. I, I think there's a lot of grief about what once was possible. We'll be right back with the amazing Barbara Gage one of the authors of Yoga and Parkinson's Disease, after this short station break. This is your host, Robert Rogers, and you are now connected to Parkinson's Recovery. I receive a constant stream of emails and phone calls asking, when is the next 2014 Parkinson's Recovery Summit going to convene and where? I have not set that event yet, We have not scheduled it. However, at the 2013 Parkinson's Recovery Summit, the third summit that we've actually convened in Santa Fe, New Mexico, we did take videos of each and every presentation. I'm well aware that many of you were unable to attend that summit for many, many, many different reasons. The reality is, however, if there are some particular topics that you are keen to know more about, you can actually now acquire a DVD or a video of a presentation from an expert in that area who knows how that particular subject applies to persons who currently experience Parkinson's symptoms. To see the amazing preview of all the 19 DVDs, you can simply go to the Summit website. That's easy to get to. You go to the main website, parkinsonsrecovery.com. You'll see there are rows of pictures or icons. The summit video is on the top row on the very right. So it's the third video to the right. You lit- I mean the third, third image to the right. You click on that little picture. It takes you to the summit video website. And there you'll see the listing of all the many DVDs. There are several that are basically talking about self-help types of activities you can do for yourself that are having amazing results for people. Bianca Molay 
who has been able to reverse her symptoms using Qi Gong has an amazing presentation entitled One Stop Shopping for Healing. Judith Lynn uses her voice to reverse her own symptoms. She also has a video talking about what you can do for yourself using your guess what, own voice, which obviously cost absolutely nothing. And the best news of all I've got for you is both Bianca Molay and Judith Lynn will be both of my guests on my show next week. And the big reason is they are mounting an incredible workshop experience for people to convene in Hawaii in the USA. And now back to Barbara Gay. Barbara, in what ways can the emotional tolls of Parkinson's disease be greater than the physical consequences? Well, you know, I thought a lot about that after I realized it was going to be one of the questions. And I've had several um, approaches to what I might say. I don't know if they can be separated out and one's more devastating than the other. I think they're linked and interwoven, and that's another reason why I think this is such a challenging uh, disease. This disease and diseases like it that appear to be chronic and um, appear to be, um, and I'm using that word appear because maybe later we'll talk about people in remission and in recovery, appear that there is not going to be um, an answer to getting well other than to manage the illness as best one can. Um, so we we just talked a few moments ago about depression, anxiety, fear, grief. And depending how stoic a person is and how they've been brought up, whether or not they'll talk about that or whether they keep it to themselves is, I'm not sure. I think each person handles it differently. And I noticed in your seminar here in Santa Fe, you had, um, not only you personally, but you had speakers who encouraged um, a dialogue about feelings. And uh, because it's one thing to read or hear about the exercises we could do, the medicines we could take, the diet, the herbs, whatever. But uh, the whole other kind of, at times, unspoken unspoken dilemma is the emotional impact on a person. And I think they're equally uh, critical in their need to be addressed. Many people with Parkinson's symptoms really don't think about yoga as an option. How does yoga practice benefit a Parkinson's patient, both mentally and physically? Well, that's a really good question, and the book, Yoga and Parkinson's, goes into that in in quite a bit of detail. The Given the symptoms, balance, stiffness, loss of mobility, yoga is, is um, the practice of yoga is almost like an antidote. For instance, the stretching and the movements keep us limber, loose, flexible, uh, e- 
elastic is a word that's used sometimes in yoga. Resilient. Um, also, they are strengthening, which we all need, but certainly PD um, uh, people really need to feel str- not only feel strong, but um, create uh, renewed strength in their body. Um, Balance issues, there are a number of yoga postures that address balance and show us how to ground ourselves. I'm working with someone in class right now about that because she falls a lot, and I'm helping her with the postures I'd like her to do every day at home, not only in the class, to help uh, ground her through her legs and the soles of her feet so she can emotionally feel it's possible to achieve this more and more, but the postures I'm showing her to strengthen, um, uh, I would say, from the rib cage to her toes, the lower part of the body. Um, so, let's see, limberness, flexibility, uh, loose, a feeling of feeling loose and uh, rather than tightened up, balance strength, and then there's confidence. Um, A lot of the postures and the teachings are about empowerment and confidence, and that's really important. Um, A a minor, the flu can make someone feel at a loss, as if all their strength is drained away, and they feel miserable. uh, But imagine going on for months and years having to deal with those losses. Um, so I, I think psychologically, spiritually, physically, yoga is so comprehensive that it could really almost have a feeling of renewal and possibility for someone who's practicing. Would it be correct to say that your new book, Yoga and Parkinson's Disease, A Journey to Health and Healing, is as much for individuals who currently experience Parkinson's symptoms as it is for yoga teachers? You know, I'm I'm not so sure um, how other yoga teachers... I, I did have one call me about a month ago. Somehow she heard about the book and asked if I would share with her some of the postures I would recommend for her student in her class with Parkinson's. And I said I'd be glad to. Um, We yoga teachers are a a wonderful group and a strange group. uh, Some teachers are very territorial about their own specific approach to yoga, and they kind of have a star-like quality. um, (laughs) They're... They're up in front of a large group of people, and they're performing, you know. And and that's fun, and it's understandable. But the practice of yoga is a spiritual practice. It's a service. It's often done with a certain amount of humility and modesty and um, the desire to serve rather than the desire to stand out and and be um, recognized and known. <laughs> and... Uh, uh, I don't know how other yoga teachers will respond, but they might, especially the ones in Santa Fe who know me, they might call me or email me and ask what I would advise. 
for their students who have MS or Parkinson's or whatever, and I, I think they would feel real comfortable asking me, and I'd be happy to uh, give them any information I can. Whether they will go out and buy the book, I think they'll be curious. I, unless they have a family member or friend with Parkinson's, I don't, I don't know what they're going to do, really. Your book has just been released, so nobody has actually had an opportunity to see it. What are some of the greatest takeaways from yoga and Parkinson's disease? Well, let's see. By the way, Robert, it's on Amazon right now, and I, I looked at it yesterday. Yay! <laughs> I, I was shocked, actually. I didn't even realize it was there. But um, it, the takeaways, um, well... For one thing, we chose models to do the postures uh, from young to very old. And we thought that was important because we didn't want to give the impression that this is some hot shot kind of yoga with a 30-year-old with a long blonde ponytail and a gorgeous figure <laughs> uh, doing her yoga perfectly. You know, we thought, what a turn off that could be. Or, gosh, I can't relate to this book at all. But we, we chose people from um, their 20s and 30s all the way to someone who I think is in her late 80s. And all the way up the ladder, men and women, in various states of health. And I think that's a great takeaway. Like, hey, if he can do it, I can do it. Or look at her. She's really old and, and beautiful to boot. You know, if she can do it, I can do it. And um, some of the postures are assisted, and Connie Wilson was the one who handled that part of the book. And so you can hold on to a chair, you can lie on a bed, you can have a grip on something if you're afraid you don't have the energy to uh, do it freestanding or free-sitting. And, uh, and people might say, wow, I can hold on something while I do this. I don't have to be, I could even hold on to a walker if I had to. I don't have to be afraid, you know. There are a lot of lying down postures, so a person might feel a little more soothed uh, being able to lie down and not have to walk or move around a lot in an upright position. Uh, there, it, the, I think the book is inspiring. I think Peggy Van Holstein's story about her Journey with Parkinson's is, is both humorous and inspiring. I think um, the yoga part, the meditations, the encouragements, and then seeing people in various states of age and, and health actually doing it. Um, I think those are the takeaways, really. We'll be right back with Barbara Gage, one of the authors of Yoga and Parkinson's Disease, after this short station break. This is Robert Rogers, and you are connected to the Parkinson's Recovery Radio Network. You can access any of the radio shows that I have aired over the past four years by simply going to the radio show page and scrolling back year after year. I actually did air a radio show about yoga, 
And in that show, there are interviews from 11 different individuals who currently experience Parkinson's disease who discuss how helpful a regular yoga practice has been to them in terms of helping them reverse their own symptoms. Now, the date of that show is December 21st, 2011. You can actually grab that show quite easily by going to the radio show page. You'll see that there's a search window at the top. All you really need to do, and I've just done this in order to be able to test it out, type in yoga, Y-O-G-A, and then also the word Parkinson's, and you'll see that show will really pop up. Listen to that show if you'd like to be able to get inspired about what yoga can do for persons who currently experience Parkinson's symptoms. And now back to Barbara Gage. Barbara, tell us what are the most inspiring transformations you have witnessed as you have worked with individuals who currently experience Parkinson's symptoms. Well, first of all, I hope it's okay to ask you this question. Robert, do you... You yourself have Parkinson's. No, I don't. <laughs> I saw, I wondered if you did, but you're in recovery and symptom-free. No, no. My mother uh, basically had many, many years of Parkinson's symptoms, my uncle as well. So it's I been see. a huge part of my family. I personally uh, uh, do not experience I'm those so challenges. I hear that. Okay. So here, here's what I'd like to say, and I'd like to start out actually with an MS student and and weave it into what I noticed at your workshop here in Santa Fe and then at a subsequent workshop here as well that I attended for a day. Uh, Twenty years ago or more, a young woman came to class and she privately told me she had MS. I never would have noticed. The years went by and she shared a little bit more and more about what she was doing. And I'm, I'm going to tell you what she's doing because the people I met at your seminar are doing much of the same thing. She changed her diet to vegetarian. She began the practice of yoga. She started uh, acupuncture and herbs. And she found probably the best Chinese acupuncturist and herbalist anywhere in our area. He's also my doctor, by the way. And um, she did choose Western medicine uh, several times in the course of her illness because at one point she was blind. She couldn't see. And at another point, something else happened. But she is in total 100% remission, has been for 14, 15 years, totally symptom-free. And here's what her doctor told her. He said, I'm sorry to tell you that you're my only patient in my entire practice as a doctor, my only patient in remission from MS. And I don't know if I'll ever see it again in my lifetime. And he said, I want to tell you why I think you're in remission. He said, you changed your lifestyle totally. You never wavered. He said, I'm aghast at your perseverance. I tr- 
truly didn't know if he could do it. He said, most of my patients want to have that kind of discipline, but they simply do not, or they do not believe in any alternative therapies. And he said, I give you credit, and you only, because you're the only one I've met, that you are symptom-free in total remission and probably will be for the rest of your life. And and she's my yoga student. I, I couldn't be more thrilled for her. She even, with my encouragement, became a yoga teacher and I went to the same institute where I went for my training. So your workshop, I've never met anyone in remission until I went to your workshop. I met five people, and I asked each one of them how they did it. And the stories were very, very similar. Diet change that they persevered with, they didn't give up. Uh, Some kind of exercise program, it wasn't always yoga, but at times it was Qigong, medical Qigong, um, uh, acupuncture herbs, both Western and Eastern herbal support um, and the psychology part of it usually the person had to develop some kind of spiritual focus and inner life that gave them hope and gave had them feel that they were not alone the workshop I attended after years I met three more people in remission including the workshop giver he did exactly the same thing your, your folks did that are in recovery. And so I, I want to say, my guess is if the illness isn't too advanced, uh, recovery and remission is worth a valiant try. Uh, that's my, my hope. What a remarkable investigation, Barbara. There is a guest on the radio show from last year, Dr. Terry Walls, who had MS, and she applied all of her lessons to individuals who currently experience Parkinson's symptoms. She's the creator of the Walls Diet. And for those interested in exploring that as an option, be sure to listen to that radio show, which, of course, is archived on the Parkinson's Recovery Radio Network. Barbara, what is the best advice you can give to someone who would like to start supplementing their PD treatment with yoga but is too nervous to start? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I say, you know, why don't you be, um, if, if you're interested in just trying it one time only, why don't you be my guest? Don't worry about signing up. Don't worry about uh, subsequent classes. Bring a friend, bring a family member, and come. Be in the back if you don't, if you feel you want to have kind of a solitary experience. You don't want a lot of people hovering around. Just have your own little private space in the back of the room and uh, let me know you're coming. So I'll be aware of, you know, I I try to place them in a special spot where um, they feel that they can hold on to something if they want to, if they need an assist while they're doing the postures. And I say, and don't feel that you ever have to come back 
or if the class isn't for you, you don't have to feel obligated. Why don't you come and give it a try and see? Now, uh, several people over the years have said, could I have a private session with you first? I don't even know what yoga is. And I say, sure, you can. And I, I have a very nice home with a huge living area. And I put um, a mat on the floor and soft blankets. And uh, I, I give a private yoga class at my home. And um, I do charge for that, but that's neither here nor there. The other thing I say is, why don't you get on the Internet and Google um, gentle yoga class and take a look at it or get on Amazon and and um, research a, a DVD for a gentle yoga class. I often will recommend Kripalu, K-R-I-P-A-L-U, Institute where I did my yoga teacher's training. They're probably one of the best teacher training programs in the country, and they have a... Uh, uh, online uh, shop where you can order DVDs and books. And and I said, why don't you do a little bit of research, even on your television? See if you can find a morning or evening or whatever yoga class and um, and do it in the privacy of your own home with uh, um, the yoga teacher on television. And just see what you think. And then I say you can call me anytime. You can email me with any question, and I'll be glad to support you in any way I can. I try to make it. I try to encourage without pushing. One option you haven't mentioned that occurs to me, Barbara, is a person can purchase yoga and Parkinson's disease: A Journey <laughs> to Health and Healing. How would they go about doing that? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, first of all, it's nice to small bookstores in Santa Fe and uh, so but bookstores all over the country will be either carrying it or it can be ordered from a local home town bookstore also it is on Amazon it's on Amazon right now the price is very reasonable and um, uh, and, and you can peruse it on on Amazon as well I I, I went through the whole well, not the whole book, but I was able to, you know, uh, look at the postures. I was able to look at the written material to get a sense of uh, just what the book... I I don't even have a copy of the book yet, but um, I, I would recommend looking at it on Amazon if the person's out and about and wants to stop in a bookstore and sit down with it for a little while and page through it just to see if it appeals to them. I think it's really well done. I think the publishers and editors did a great, great job. And, and it's also attractive, which is was my big thing. I wanted it to be simple and elegant. How can listeners get in touch with you? Well, um, I have an email address and I have a website. Um, my website is Barbara Gage. Dot com, and on it is a link to yoga. Uh, it, all, it includes my email address, but I'll give it to you. It's Barbara at Gage Stop, G A G E S T O P dot com. And could you spell very slowly the address of your website again? 
Yes, Barbara, B-A-R-B-A-R-A, Gage, G-A-G-E, all one word, dot com. And then once again, your email address, if you could spell that very slowly for people. Yes, Barbara, B-A-R-B-A-R-A, at Gage Stop, G-A-G-E-S-T-O-P, Barbara Gage, if there's one thing you would like listeners to remember about this interview, what would it be? Er, um, I might say something about myself and my own health (laughs) and tie it into our interview, which I was pleased I could do with you. Um, uh, So I'm 70 years old, I'm very healthy, I'm in very good shape, or I think I am, but I do have rheumatoid arthritis and I do have asthma, both of which are either in various states of remission or very well managed, and I I lead a very, very active life. I attribute not only my health and my, um, my vitality and my uh, I'm very active. I attribute all of that really to yoga and to the practice of it, not only physically keeping me strong and healthy, but mentally and emotionally. It has a very calming, uh, calming, grounding, um, what it, yoga offers really over time and I think it's helped shape my confidence and my sense of self as I interact with people um, when people ask me if I've had a good life because I'm a therapist and I practice my own teachings I say that's part of it but I attribute um, really a lot of my health uh, to the practice of yoga and a good diet weaving that into our talk about Parkinson's I think those are all critical Um, some kind of exercise program I think yoga would be wonderful and excellent a really healthy diet lots of support which is what you do Uh, the book to yoga and Parkinson's um, and a spiritual life that's maybe very private and personal but very well developed so that we don't feel so alone in our struggle. Seventy years young, Barbara Gage, thank you so much for being a guest on the Parkinson's Recovery Radio Show today. You're very welcome, Robert. Thank you. The entire purpose of Parkinson's Recovery and our mission is to identify options that are helping individuals reverse their symptoms We've identified many, many, many options over the last seven years of research to be able to make sure that you get a heads up on the new options that are being developed as I speak today. Be sure to sign up for the free Parkinson's Recovery newsletter where you get news about our radio shows, our blogs, and all of the other exciting happenings that we sponsor here and subsidize at Parkinson's Recovery. To sign up for the free newsletter, simply go to the main website, 
parkinsonsrecovery.com, you'll see a menu item that says newsletter. All you have to do is enter your email and whatever name you choose, and we'll begin to send you the regular newsletters that talk about the new options that are coming out there on the horizon. These are exciting times to be alive if you happen to currently experience neurological challenges. So know that more and more people are figuring out what it takes for them to reverse their own symptoms. This is Robert Rogers. You are connected to the Parkinson's Recovery Radio Network, and that's what's happening on the shores of the Puget Sound, where all the women are smart, all the men are handsome, and all the children are truly loved. Know that by virtue of the fact you are listening to this radio show today, that you indeed are on the road to recovery. May you have a magnificent week and wait in anticipation of an incredible radio show that I will air next week with Bianca Molay and Judith Lynn. Good day. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.